What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Virtual, where we discuss everything related to virtual reality. I'm your host, Zane, joined by my co-host, your co-host, our co-host. Well, <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Ronnie, Ronnie, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I've been doing good. There has been quite a bit of news, and I know it's been a bit since our last episode, so I feel like we, we got a lot to cover, but I want to focus on probably... Really, what got this podcast started, the Vive, HTC, and there's some big news coming out of there, which I think you and I probably both have strong feelings and opinions on, but um, why don't we dive in? There's two new headsets. Mm -hmm. There's the Vive Focus 3, which is wireless and a competitor to the Oculus Quest 2. Well, as well. Yeah, well we'll get in, we'll get well, into that okay yeah. we'll get into that and then well you know only because uh the article that i was reading said it so i'm just kind of yeah. regurgitating <laughs> yeah yeah no and enough. then the other the other one is the vive pro 2 so let's let's start here ronnie um because yeah. i want to get your thoughts let's start with the vive pro 2 and i'm going to share the the articles that you and i were were discussing before we jumped on the call here sure vive pro 2 you tried the Vive Pro. I mean, I've tried the Vive Pro, but I feel like you spent more significant time in the Vive Pro. Yeah, and I've also when, spent a lot of time with the Index. So, and and with the Index, when you look at the specs for the Vive Pro Two, and I'm I'm trying to get so we we got the the 5K resolution. Um, what else I got? 120 refresh rates. Uh, what what else jumps out to you with with the Vive Pro Two? Like, is it yeah. something that makes you really excited? Or is this just another incremental update from your perspective? Because I, I yeah. feel like I, you know, I just haven't, I haven't jumped into uh, like PC VR in a while. Most of my, most yeah. of my VR has been uh, Oculus Quest or like wireless, right? So yeah. I, not that I, I feel like I can still speak to it, but I just want to get sure. your opinion because I feel like you, you, you've spent a lot more time in some of the higher end headsets. What does this yeah. look like to you? Yeah. I mean, to be honest with me, it definitely still feels like an incremental update, but mm -hmm. it's one of those things like, I mean, what we've learned numerous times now is that specs alone don't tell the full story. Yep. So it's one of those things like I, you know, to really give my definitive answer to whether I think it's a, a worthwhile uh, predecessor to the Vive and the Vive Pro, I'd have to try it myself, um, which I haven't had a chance to do yet. Um, my my kind of, I mean, some of the stuff that I'm reading here, like does have me, I'm excited. I mean, I think one of the things, and I don't know that this uh, this article that I'm looking at right now uh, mentions it specifically, but I think it has a, a wider field of view, which I think that's one of the things that I was kind of most excited about mm -hmm. um, with with the the Pro Two. It's obviously nice that it's going to be 5K and that it's going to be um, 120 hertz. Um, those are all all very good. Um, obviously, that means with the 120 hertz, my understanding is it's moving away from uh, an OLED display or OLED displays and over to LCD. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for some uh, use cases, that's kind of a downgrade. Um, but that, you know, to be honest with you, um, none of that is surprising to me. The whole uh, VR landscape at this point seems to be moving away from OLED and over to, to LCD, at least for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. um, just uh, you know, LC. I think we've talked about it in the past, but LCDs um, have a different, uh, you know, pixel orientation. So they have typically have less of a screen door effect um, mm -hmm. than than the OLEDs do, and they uh, can run at higher refresh rates, which is why I, I'd imagine 
you know, this is running at 120 hertz versus, uh, you know, the OLED panels traditionally in these headsets have been, uh, you know, not, you know, closer to 90 hertz. And, you know, though you do get the better color and the better, like the much deeper blacks. So that's, that's kind of like the trade-offs on that. But I, as like that, this to me, like switching from OLED to LCD just like makes normal sense to me. Yeah. And looking from this picture, I, I don't have the specs in front of me as to like weight or anything like that, but that could also be a big um, difference. It, it yeah. looks visibly smaller to me, um, even though it has that same general kind of like industrial look on the outside with all the little uh, uh, steam, all of the base station uh, sensors on it. So it mm-hmm. still has this, the look of the, of the Vibe and the Vibe Pro, but it does look smaller. And the Vibe Pro, at least for me, was fairly comfortable. Yeah, so that was good. It does. Um, it does look very, very sleek. I mean, yeah, these these photos. I, I agree. It's, it's like, I mean, look looking awesome. at these pictures now, like like on first glance, you're like, oh, it, it looks a lot like the older ones. But then when you look at it closer, it, it looks quite a bit, uh, quite a bit better. So I'd be really curious to see how it actually feels on, you know, just getting to try it. I mm-hmm. will say, like, the one thing that immediately was a bummer to me is that they have traditional headphones um, instead of R- rather than what. Of, and rather than like the index solution where you have like basically off your mm. speakers, okay, because got I got really used to that with the index. I mean, the speaker solution on the index is one of the best parts of the index. Yeah. Um, having ha- like, even if these headphones are great, which like I've never had any problems with the, the, the earphones on the, the deluxe audio strap or the mm-hmm. Vive pro, but like, even if they sound good, just the fact of having something like, uh, heavy on my ear while I'm playing, like it adds to like the heat and all of that of the headset when you have it on your head. Yeah, it can get so, uncomfortable for yeah. long periods. Uh, of time. Like I said, it's one of those things. I, I think like if that's all you've used, it's not a big deal. And like it's that like I vastly prefer having something like this over like just those like little you know speakers that pipe uh, sound into them like the mm-hmm. like into your ears like the quest right like the quest audio is like without any kind of you know external solution in my opinion is is pretty poor this is better than that but it's it's you know not where i would want like a next gen headset to be i i I really really got spoiled by the index's audio solution so that's that um and then i think the other the other thing that people in general on the internet were a little bit bummed about was just the fact that um a vive pro 2 in 2021 doesn't have built-in wireless that that we've that they've uh, yeah. doesn't have uh doesn't even have like any of the eye tracking or like mouth tracking stuff even though like me personally i i don't care about that stuff yet because uh, i i'm i'm not yet one of those like i'm not really big into vr chat or what's that other i don't know whatever people are using with the mouth tracking stuff there's another mm-hmm. program for that um, but I, I haven't gone into that stuff, so I'm not like right now. The software isn't really to the point where that stuff is that important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if we had a major headset that had that stuff built in, then we'd start seeing software support it, so you could look at it that way too. Um, but yeah, so all that stuff is kind of a bummer. But then, like on top of that, the fact that you know this headset is what it is, and the whole kit is still like you know, $1,400, which, which, and, and and here's the other thing that these pictures don't show is that my understanding is the, the, 
the controllers and the and the trackers are or the base stations are still the same. So you're still getting wands with this. So you're yeah, getting the pictures don't cover that. So yeah. so here uh, let's, my, let's 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 just go over a couple of the details. Full yeah. full kit version is is fourteen hundred. If you just want the headset. It's seven forty nine, uh, and that isn't the worst, but it's not the no, best. Like, but but to your point, you know, already have VR hardware and are just looking to upgrade, which means, I mean, this would include the two base stations and Vive controllers. So yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, those are the original it, Vive controllers. So see, so so it's un, kind of a non-start. It like, didn't say like, Vive wands. So it, it just says Vive controllers. Yeah, my okay. understanding is it's the wands. It's, yeah, it's, you're probably right. So, because I don't think they've made any kind of, I don't think by, I don't think HTC has any base station tracked controllers other than the ones, and and they're not including like index controllers with this or anything. Mm -hmm. So, so that's so, you know, so for fourteen hundred dollars, I mean, I guess if you're like a enterprise, if you're a place that just needs a better version of the Vive or the Vive Pro that they're already using, and money is not a major concern then it's probably fine. Like, and, and it's nice. Like the upgrades are good. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But I don't see like, like they're, they're kind of, you know, I watched the, uh, the unveiling of, of these products. And I feel like HTC is kind of walking this line between enterprise and consumer or, or enterprise and like prosumer because yeah. the prices are high. Like that's, I mean, that's like my, extremely high. Yeah, so that's that's my feeling. Like when I see something like the Vive Pro Two, uh, to me, I feel mm -hmm. like if this if this thing was priced well, it could be a con like I don't see why yeah. this isn't a consumer device other than the cost. Yeah. So and, like, and sorry, let me, let me clarify. When I when, I didn't mean to come off as like extremely extremely high in the relative sense, right? Like when yeah. we when we see other other pieces of hardware, we're like when when the Valve Index came out. And it was well, it was a thousand bucks, right, for it the whole a thousand, thing. Yeah, and that and, was considered high. Like, and that and that was the highest at the time. And now this is coming yeah. in forty percent higher than that, at a time when we also have fantastic consumer grade experiences, right? Yeah. For for yeah. two three hundred dollars, if you have the Quest or the Quest Two, that doesn't so, require a computer. That doesn't right. require a computer. So so this to me is very very targeted uh, to to the, the kind of corporate or enterprise side, which, yeah. you know, to, to, to be fair, I would say that you and I don't have as much experience with as more like the commercial or, or uh, consumer side. Right. Yeah. So I'm just, no, and, and, and I mean, the other thing about with all steam VR tracking, I feel like they're still um, like all these steam VR track devices are still going off of the assumption that, you know, the, the prosumer, like very, like, uh, like people like me that really got into this stuff early, um, you know, care a lot about the best tracking and that they're willing to pay a premium for the best. And so mm -hmm. Steam VR tracking is still the most precise. It's still better than the Quest 2's tracking. But, you know, at some point it's like, well, it's marginally better, but when people start moving over to these much cheaper devices and are getting most of the benefit of, 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 of that stuff, when, when the Quest 2 now supports, you know, wireless uh, connectivity to PC, mm -hmm. um, still, you know, not perfect, but it's there uh, natively. And also, you know, wired connections to PC. And like, even though these PC VR specific devices like the Vive Pro 2 are going to be better at PC VR than those devices, 
you know, you can't, you know, you can't spend well over a thousand dollars more on that kind of a device and get and not get huge benefits, you know, like it would yeah. be one thing if this, if this headset did pack in all those things I discussed, like built in wireless, built in uh, eye tracking and face facial recognition or tracking, like all that kind of stuff. Then, I mean, then you could start kind of seeing, okay, well, like even if it doesn't really come to fruition and the software doesn't fully support it, at least someone that's really into this space could kind of justify to themselves why they're spending money on this. Like for me, so right now I'll be honest, um, I'm kind of a weird, a weird uh, person when it comes to like where I am in the VR space. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm obviously like an early adopter on this stuff. I've, I've bought several headsets at this point though. I have, a Quest One. I didn't upgrade to the two, partially because I did. I don't have a Facebook account, and partially because I thought that it was going to be, you know, backwards compatible with all the stuff. And we might talk about that stuff on a later episode. But yeah, like so, I I, <clears throat> I have that, and then I have my Index, and my Index is for all my high end PC stuff, and I have the Index headset and Index controllers, and I'm using Base Station 1.0 uh, trackers that I got with my original Vive. I sold my original Vibe. I sold my original Rift. Um, so those are so really the the Quest One and the Index are my main are the, the two headsets I use. Mm-hmm. And so you would think that I mean at least from some of the marketing stuff they were pushing on this, they were saying Enterprise for the Vibe Pro Two, but they were also saying and for the gamer that kind of wants the best experience, right? Yeah. If you're into VR right now, mm-hmm. you're probably like the people I know that are that haven't gotten into VR yet, but really want the best are they've heard of the index and they're kind of eyeing the index a little bit. Yeah. So the index is getting a little bit long in the tooth, admittedly. And then you have this, which the headset seems like on paper to be better than the index headset, but it doesn't have, you know, the good audio solution. And it comes with, you know, controllers that really are far away from the standard. You know, yeah, I, I, I personally like the Oculus, controllers probably better than the next controllers mm-hmm. but but even then like the key with all those controllers which are which are great is that they have roughly the same type of uh, of of capability they yeah. both have joysticks they both have buttons they both have triggers and that's like we're now at the point where we kind of do have a control standard across most vr even mm-hmm. even the playstation vr2 that sony showed off in early kind of stages, had a very even those controllers. Yeah, design. So, so, so when something like this comes out right now, I mean, I almost feel like from a, at a consumer or a prosumer standpoint, I'm probably the best suited for something like this. I have a great computer. I can push the 5k display. Like I can push the headset, right. With my mm-hmm. computer, my computer is powerful enough. And so now I have to look at, well, is this headset by itself, enough for me to want to replace my index headset and potentially keep using, you know, my index controllers and base stations that I already have. And for 750 bucks with the trade-off of having the worst audio, my answer is probably no. Unless, well, unless well, I, you don't, you don't know. The audio might be amazing. Those might be the best headphones ever, possible. but that, I agree yeah. that, that the design comparatively uh, is, and, is and, not and that's ideal. What, and, and that's what, like, at the end of the day, I do want to leave my final judgment to actually trying the device trying. because, yeah. and, and that's the thing also, like, I, I've heard that it does have wider view. Like, what if I put that headset on and it feels 
so much lighter than the index mm-hmm. and the increased field of view makes a big difference. And like, like it's, it's hard to put into words sometimes what exactly, you know, one of these devices feels like using. So, but <laughs> from, from but, the fr- but just, Ronnie, like, from the first episode, we said that VR is very hard to describe. You just have yeah, to feel it. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I can, I can understand reserving judgment until we've actually had a chance so, to jump into but, it, but, but, but yeah, yeah, this is my, like, I mean, I think if, if this price point would have been closer to like for the headset alone, if the price point was closer to like $400, $500, then I would have seriously considered whether I want to try to sell my index headset and replace it with something that's higher resolution. Because like, like that's, that would be probably like, like in 2021 with a person that has a fast computer mm-hmm. and already enjoys like, most of what the index has to offer. If you could give me a headset that just the HMD itself is an upgrade over the indexes yeah, for a reasonable price, I'd might consider it. But in today's market, as especially as a consumer where the momentum of the VR industry seems to be all gearing towards Oculus, all gearing towards um, standalones, where that's like the main money being driven. Yeah. It's it's le- it's it's harder and harder to put big bucks towards a a PC VR device that doesn't have tangible like uh, you know can- something that it can do that is clearly better yeah. than like what the Quest 2 has to offer. That that's just like this is the, no, the position I, I'm in, you know. I I'm but, with you because it doesn't yeah. it doesn't feel it, in two ways. It doesn't feel like it's like future proofed or future planned, right? Like it's, it's very much like here, here was like the old one. We made it a little bit better and we're charging. Yeah. And I don't want to like, like it seems awesome. Like it seems like this headset is probably a really good PC Mm -hmm. VR headset. Yeah. You know, but I just don't know that that's enough right now. No, no. So, so here's the thing. I guess what I'm trying to get at, because the thing is, like, there may no, you know, there there may be people out there who are priced in elastic, right? Like, they don't they don't care whether it's yeah. seven fifty, five hundred, or two thousand dollars. Sure. Like to me, what I guess what I'm trying to get at is who is this targeting? Yeah. And and to me, it's it's not targeting mass adoption. This yeah. is very much like, yeah. uh, this is very much like enterprise focus. This is very much like high end prosumer like you were saying but but very much probably like professional right or or enterprise level um you know people who can and will drop big bucks on this because it is making the type of financial impact that would have the returns on, on yeah. investment right so yeah. the thing is the thing is and, for, it's, a, and, it, and it's something easy that they can swap into there like you have to imagine exactly yeah. a lot of people that jumped in early and are using like base station like like for a lot of those businesses out there that have already have Vive and Vive Pro kind of setups and they're looking to buy new headsets or looking to replace like old broken ones or something. Mm-hmm. It's like a, probably a no brainer for them to spend a little bit more money and just get the new thing. You know? Yeah. All so right. Like, Let, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. So Push that's what, so yeah, it's just, it's just kind of like, yeah, they keep, they, they get close on me anyways, to like making these new products that like I would bite, bite at. But then there's always just that little, like, I mean, price seems to usually be the big one. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I don't know, man. All right. No, I mean, so I'm with you and let's like, we're, we're on this topic now. So let's move on to the, the second one, the, the Vive Focus three, which 
is in roughly the same price range. Let me go ahead and share uh, share what we were looking at. So so this is where I was getting so getting the higher end Oculus Quest Two alternative. This is um, higher, but yeah. only for business coming out on June twenty seventh. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry, we the and the vibe. The Vive Pro 2 is coming fair. out June 4th. Sorry, we never mentioned that, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I think this is that this is a fair, that's a fair point. Like it, my understanding from looking at this thing is that the Vive Focus 3 in pretty much most ways, I don't know about the tracking. So that's like a big question mark for me. Is mm -hmm. How is the tracking going to compare to the Quest? Because we know, or the Quest 2, because we know that like in the past, the HTC Cosmos, for example, didn't have great inside out tracking. So I'd be yeah. curious, like, I, and I don't remember even how the, the original Vive Focus, like, it's kind of interesting. Did they ever really officially release a Vive Focus 2? Like, I, I know they had a Focus. Uh, it was, it, they had it up here. The Vive, it, it follows the Vive Focus Plus. Oh, I see. So that's what, so that is yeah. kind of interesting. It's interesting that they're like branding this as the three when they, I guess they have to, because this is, it's coming out after the, the quest two. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, uh, this is my guess, but yeah. um, like it sounds like on paper from looking at the specs, it's in every way better than, than the quest two. Like, I mean, in terms of, in terms of it, it's, it seems, it sounds like it's actively cooled. It's like the same chip set more or less as the quest two. Mm -hmm. but it's probably going to run a little bit better is my understanding. So I, I think that this is probably going to be a very good standalone VR device, but the problem is I don't know what really what their software solution is. And I don't know like the, you know, some of the things that like our product to product, like what's the battery life actually going to be like in real life? What are those controllers going to feel like? What's the, the tracking going to be like? So like the internals for the actual headset, um, seem great and honestly just looking at it i bet you it's going to be significantly more comfortable than than the quest 2 because it has this hard strap like it has mm -hmm. a great strap system on it like they're definitely not cutting corners in terms of cost like it it looks like a more premium device than the quest 2 which is great but the problem is it's literally a thousand dollars more so so i mean so and and with this one i don't think that they were targeting uh, consumers whatsoever. No, no, not, not at all here. Like, so HTC is steering consumers away from the headset. The yeah. company is still maintaining a consumer-focused game store called Viveport. Uh, and O'Brien says HTC expects some gamers to buy its newly announced Vive Pro 2, but the Vive 3 Focus was designed with feedback from car makers, professionals yeah. running simulation training, medical companies, and other enterprise uh, other so, enterprise so I, customers. I mean, this reads to me like they just understand that they can't compete with Facebook, and so. <laughs> like, well, I, you know, it, it. So it tells me, like, I don't know why, but just it it rubs me the wrong way that they're branding their thing in relation to another product out there. Right, like, yeah, uh, you know, it's it's like it's like Apple coming out with, or uh, like Samsung coming out with like a new phone and saying like in their in their actual like uh, <laughs> writing like this is a higher end iPhone, right? Like rather than it just standing alone and and being what it is, yeah. right? So I like I don't know that that just but no, it looks like an awesome <laughs> device. It just kind of sucks. Like, and, and yeah. part of this is also the reality we live in, in the VR industry right now, which is that Facebook is dumping money into VR. 
with no kind of concern of short-term economic success. Mm -hmm. So they don't need to make a profit right now. Whereas a company like HTC probably does, right? Like they can't, HTC can't pour money into VR and, and without any concern for losing money in the short term. Can we speculate on the economics of this for a second? Like what, aside from the fact that Facebook can have, or has, probably has a lot more money, right? A lot more capital to, to put my, into it. Yeah my, yeah. my 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 question that I want to throw out to you and just out there in general is do they have a platform or plan built in where they would be able to monetize this much more quickly than HTC would, right? So yeah. Um, they only have is, the advertising platform yeah. with, with Facebook and Instagram. Is, I, think they still, I still think they have to figure some of that out, but I'm sure they have plans. And whether those plans actually turn into something concrete or get changed significantly along the way. I think that's another question, but I think for Facebook, all this stuff probably ties into their bigger goal, future goal of like a future computing platform. So like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg has always been talking about how, um, you know, the future of computing is going to be something different than what we currently use with, you know, being on mm-hmm. cell phones or laptops or computers and all these like worn devices, whether it be VR, AR, you know, all these different kind of inputs, like all this stuff, I think is for them working towards the future of what they view computing to be like. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, yeah, so short answer on the mar- on the monetization part is, I don't know what their solution is going to be for all of that, but you can bet that they're heavily working on that stuff and have an idea. But, but I definitely don't think we're at the point where they're making any kind of decisions on the current state of hardware based on making profits now, you know, like, I think this is all about creating um, a user base for them, learning information, learning about the marketplace, developing uh, the hardware, all that stuff for the future. I I really think to compete with other people. But someone in, in some tower at Facebook headquarters is, is like figuring this out is planning how this thing is going to get monetized. Right. And I just, yeah, but I just think that like they're, they're, I just think they're probably running in completely different spheres. I, I, mm-hmm. I think Facebook is like playing the long game with the industry. And I think H, it, this is just my gut feeling. Long game with just like the way the world is moving, whereas HTC is trying, trying to figure out how they can, they can take their, their, their place as a, as a leader in this space early on and try to gear it yeah. into something that's successful. Because they, yeah. they had all this they had all this, you know, brand recognition in VR space created by the original Vive. And it was mm-hmm. such a huge hit for them that I feel like they need to make that somehow work. So I to me, HTC seems like a company that's kind of stuck for practical purposes in the here and now. With a little bit obviously like like stuff like Viveport and stuff like focusing on enterprise and all this stuff. Like clearly they're they're concerned about the future, but like they're I mean, when, when they're talking about car makers and like, like all the, all these things that I hear them talking about with businesses using VR, those are all very tangible. Like I've heard of these types of businesses using VR before. And so to me, that's again, like a status quo, like, Hey, these are VR uses now, and this is how our devices are going to cater to them. And, and versus Facebook, I think is more projecting long-term more thinking about where this stuff might be heading and they're pouring money into this space so that they're prepared for that. 
And I just don't think that a company like HTC can really like, like they don't, they're just not the same size. Like, I mean, like, look, I'm, you know, we're this tiny little podcast that, you know, whatever. So like HTC is mm-hmm. a big company. So I'm not saying that they're like insignificant in the space at all, but it's just, we're talking about very different scales, scales of companies. Yeah, I yeah. Feel like. And so, so yeah, to some degree, it's kind of hard to like, you know, you want Facebook to have competition in this space. But on the same token, like up to this point, I feel like the players that are really like, you know, in the space kind of trying to be in that, you know, I'm avoiding the term compete because they kind of don't want to compete. Like it kind of, like I kind of understand why HTC isn't like pitting this thing directly against them because I don't think for them, that's like necessarily something that they can win. So they're looking for, and that's actually a fair point. Like it doesn't, it seems like they're trying to carve out their own niche, which, which, you know, I, I guess I'm not trying to fault them for by any means. Uh, It's just, we're, you know, the podcast has been so focused on like mass adoption. Right. And when we look at mass adoption, we're talking about like my grandma and and like aunt and like our friends getting into it. Uh, Whereas like this is going in another different direction, which I'm sure on the enterprise side, there is a lot of money to be made and a lot of business to conduct. Uh, and it just seems like Facebook, because of the social nature of the platform, and because at the end of the day, they are a software company versus HCC, which is very much a hardware company, that I feel like Facebook can very easily pivot and and adapt to to the future, right? Like whatever hardware hardware they build, um, it's it's similar. Like we always compare Facebook and Apple, right? Like the a- Apple to the smartphone, um, like Facebook owns all of the software IP. And so therefore any hardware that they build is, is very easily integrated. And I know you and I have talked about how HTC, it was a partnership with valve early on to get, to get uh, the first vive out. And we don't know what, what the nature of that partnership is anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And, and there's no need for us to really speculate on it. Cause I, I haven't been following what's been going on with them, but just, just the vertical integration that you have with, with Facebook and Oculus to me, to me, says like I mean they 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 are in it for the long haul. They know they know they have the market absolutely cornered because Facebook is just emerging in all these countries around the world. Uh, you know, in the U.S., it gets a lot of flack, but people are still using it. And if they're not using it, they're using Instagram, right? So yeah. it's 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 one of those things where I, I just feel like they they have the platform, in, and I, I I'm I'm just curious from the monetization standpoint because. You know, here, something you just said really like, kind of nailed it home for me a little bit. Sure. I think it's very telling that HTC is carving out a niche in the current VR market, whereas Oculus's main concern is figuring out how to benefit from the VR niche market that it's in right now, that it has control over, mm-hmm. to try to make it into something potentially much, much, much bigger. And and yeah. and that's like and that that's kind of I mean it kind of reminds me of some of these uh, like conversations I hear with uh, like VR you know influencers and YouTubers and all that kind of stuff. Like you know, there's a very you know right now the VR space is relatively small, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, imagine an HTC already looking at, like, the entire VR space right now is relatively small, including, like, the stuff that, that Oculus has cornered, right? And, Ocul- and HTC is saying, we're not even going after all of that very small space. 
we're going to make a product that's like hyper focused at this like little sliver of a sliver. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, number one, that tells you like why it has to be as expensive as it is, because it's really not like a mass market product, really. I mean, it it yeah. is and it isn't because it's not it's not going to be selling in huge volume. So it has yeah. to be kind of, you know, more expensive to make up for the cost. But like it reminds it makes me realize that, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to who's actually going to be the real players in this space, I really do believe it's probably going to be some form of Facebook and Apple. And I, and, I was and, just going to bring that up. Yeah. And, and that, and it's going to be interesting to see what that battle ends up looking like as far as like mm-hmm. what technologies does Facebook, what technologies and lessons does Facebook take from what it's done in VR up to this point? And what portions of those end up in the mass market product that ends up really taking off and which mm-hmm. ones don't? And what, and what is Apple's initial take on that space going to be like? Because, because I bet you wherever Facebook and Apple and whoever ends up at, at the end of the day, let's, let's say hypothetically in like 20 years from now, when we're looking at where all this technology led us, like none of these products are going to look like the, you know, the black strap things that we stick on our head probably. So like, so like, I'm curious as to like what parts they're going to realize are the like pieces that are really going to really impact people's lives. And what are the pieces Mm -hmm. that are going to shed away? And like, it's just really fascinating to me because I, like, I I wonder where this stuff is heading. And yeah, I I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up because Literally, as we were talking, or as as you were going through through that, in my mind, I was just like, "What if?" And 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 here's where we can speculate a little bit, which you already started. Like, what if we're comparing the wrong companies, <laughs> right? <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> we're speaking, we're speaking to comparing like Oculus and and um, and HTC, but like that that war was fought and won years yeah. ago, right? Like, yeah. or at least a couple what, couple of years ago. HTC is like is basically essentially like waving their white flag, you know? And, yeah, yeah. And making exactly. these statements like. Please, please, please don't consider this like, like, like they're steering consumers away from the away device. from like, it because why they, would yeah. they? Because they basically don't yeah. want to be in the position to have to compete with them. Mm-hmm. They're they're trying to like they're trying to mark off their little territory of a little space that's like insignificant enough for Facebook not to really worry too much about. But that yeah. where they feel like they've spent the money, and it's not. I don't want to say insignificant because every market is important like there's people out there that i'm sure use htc devices that swear by them that like has you know like i, I watched a, a lecture a couple uh two or three years ago with mclaren right and mm-hmm. they they use headsets like uh i don't remember if they were using oculus headsets too at the time but like they use headsets to, to r&d car designs and it was huge for them it saved them like millions of dollars so over the old methods that they used to use before vr so like there's definitely like there's definitely businesses out there that want this kind of stuff tailored to them and HTC is filling that void. I mean I think I think that's fine, you know. But it's it's interesting because right now this space is such a, you know, there's, you know, we look to any news that comes out, especially hardware related news and make huge deals of it. I mean, yeah. and and every space is like this. I mean, let's be frank, like the cell phone space all cell phones are basically like little black boxes, right? Um, mm-hmm. But when a new cell phone is announced, people are hyping them and making all kinds of announcements too. So this is just like a, 
a, a natural cycle of how media and technology works and all of that. But I mean, the reality is right now, there aren't a whole lot of breakthroughs all the time. And so like when a company releases a new headset, we do all take notice. But at the end of the day, it's going to be these, these big consumer players. Like it's right now, we know Oculus, when they make moves, like that matters to us because it shifts the focus of the industry. Yeah. And I do think everybody's waiting for who that next player is going to be. And I mean, it's not going to be Google. We've already kind of talked about that <laughs> here. Yeah. I think, I think Sony is kind of already kind of as excited as I am for the PlayStation VR 2. And I think that's going to be a great headset. I mean, let's be real. Um, that is just a, that's a subset of console gaming. Yeah. So like, the so the thing cool. is Sony's in their own niche, which is still, exactly. which is just gaming. Exactly. So they're, they're kind of doing something similar. It's not the same thing as HTC, but it's kind of similar in that they're kind of like their version of VR is targeting the hardcore gamer that has a PlayStation. Mm -hmm. And they're like, this is going to be one more reason to like be in the Sony ecosystem for video games. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, man, more and more, if Apple doesn't come to the, come to the table here, I think we're looking at Facebook for a long time. And if, yeah. and if, and, and if the rumors are true, Apple is coming to the table. And I think that's what everybody's gearing for. Like, yeah. So, so just, just a, like a, a closing thought on it because, uh, and, and kind of where, where you had started on it, like if, if these two are the competitors, you know, first of all, I, I wonder if if Facebook would have a little bit more insight into what Apple has been up to than, you know, regular Joe's like you and I. Um, but he, here's the thing, or at least the way that I look at it, you know, in terms of like this whole mass adoption and, and Facebook kind of offering a very, very low cost entry into the space. PSVR is focused on gaming, right? Like that's their niche. It looks like HTC is focused on um, uh, enterprise this big space in the middle is consumer VR, right? Which kind of encompasses everything. And it's more so about the social nature of it. It's about the, the everyday utility of it. And yeah. so, and, that, and it, I would, I would, I would almost label that as like AR slash VR. AR like, slash, slash VR. Exactly. Because like, so, we don't know what Apple is going or, or even Facebook going to the future. Now, like look at what snap recently with these new uh, glasses, the glasses that they yeah. released. And like, so all that, all of these things are kind of the same form of like moving technology to wearables and like more interactive mm -hmm. type of, of like make no mistake about it. This is all kind of evolutions of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, well, continue. The, yeah. No, so, I mean, the, the point I was trying to make was just, was just Facebook may know what, what's coming down the pipeline with Apple. Yeah, right. And it, like, and so, and so therefore it's like, let's just get people into our ecosystem as quickly as possible because the Apple ecosystem is so sticky, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, here, here's the thing. You have an iPhone. Do you have an iPad yeah. or a lap or, you know, a Mac? So I personally don't, but I'm an anomaly. And my, my wife has like one of all Fair. Of things, well, so. the, yeah. I guess the, the point that I'm trying to make is, is that like, I could have bought like a cheap Amazon fire phone when it came out, or I could have bought like an Amazon tablet or a Google, whatever. Like yeah. I could have bought something for significantly cheaper. I mean, there's like LG yeah. phones for like yeah. literally a fraction of the price. Of, and, and I, I could get all the features that I need. Yeah. But no, I still I still get the iPhone, right? Yeah. No, and so, have, yeah, and, and so I'm therefore the same way, like same way. Well, I, so, the iPhone so, got me the ear the AirPods exactly. got me the yeah. So the thing is, if Facebook knows that once Apple releases hardware that's new to this space, a lot of Apple fanboys are going to flock to it, right? 
how many people can they grab into their ecosystem before? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. we, we know Apple's headset's well, probably going to be pricey too. Yeah. Well, and the interesting thing that still hasn't, you know, yielded it, like we don't know what the answer is yet, is like who is really worth, like maybe I could find this stuff out. I don't know. But my question, like who really at Apple is working on this stuff, like specifically and like what are their credentials and kind of like, like, you know, I, I really still don't know what their, mindset and outlook is on any of this stuff like how focused are they going to be on like vague ar related type features yeah versus like actual vr and like like these are all questions i have because on the oculus side i feel like i have a fair degree of confidence that internally their engineering staff on vr related stuff is super super competent like like as far as like well, because they, from, they've been delivering. They've been delivering, yeah, but, which is huge. And just, just not even like, I mean, even like the early folks from, from Valve, like Michael Abrash and like those people underneath him and like people that mm-hmm. basically Oculus has just done a great job of like any big name that you can think of in the VR space has been pulled over there and they've been like working on passion projects, you know, like there's yeah. surely stuff behind the scenes. Like the thing that's frustrating for me with a company like Oculus right now but it may, but I probably shouldn't be frustrated about it. Is the fact that they're so con, they're so uh, concerned with making mass market products that, like, since Oculus was bought by Facebook, since the original Rift, they haven't really released anything that's like cutting cutting edge for what is possible because they're always like releasing products at these mm-hmm. bargain bin prices to try to get tons of people to buy into them. Yeah. Whereas, like, behind the scenes, like. I mean, man, some of the stuff they're working on is so much more advanced than like anything else that I think anyone else is working on in this space. But that stuff is all like sideline for like backroom R&D projects and stuff. And the stuff that we see is like hit the market are the things that they can they can sell at maybe even a slight loss for like 300 bucks. You know, like if Oculus were to release something that they took a loss on for a thousand bucks, like. Do you have any, like, I'm sure that headset would be so cool. Um, <laughs> so, I, so I'm just saying, so like, yeah. so that's the one thing I like, the one thing, like for all the like kind of sucky, like, you know, scary, Facebook is the boogeyman. They want to take all your data kind of stuff out there for like the, the software side of, you know, mm-hmm. what they do. Like the, the VR, AR, like research and development hardware side of, and and software side of how of all this stuff that we're into like oculus has the best folks around as far as i know so like i i'm just curious like obviously competition is good for everybody so like so i'm curious what apple is working on and what their product is going to look like and is it going to be something that like blows our mind or is it going to be something that's just like meh you know i i I highly doubt like i think it's going to be something awesome but like but like for for all the big products that, that they release that are like significantly mind blowing, there is always now and then like something like the the like the what's the AirPod speak AirPod what was it the, the speaker mm, I don't even remember Ma- the name AirPod Max. See that I guess it was the AirPod because there's the the there's the on over the ear headphones which are the Max right Yeah, I don't so know. If the, oh, the Air, oh, HomePods, you mean? Yeah, home HomePod is what I was talking about. I mean, all these things are cool. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think it's really cool, but it's not like game changing, right? Yeah, yeah. No, um, I agree. 
No, so so I'm just curious, like where it, and I mean, obviously we're running this podcast. I'm really hoping that they do something that really like lights a fire under Facebook, um, gets people super excited for the space, mm-hmm. super excited for the possibilities of where all these devices are going. And I mean, if they really do view this stuff as being kind of the end game for our devices, then you would expect that stuff to slowly trickle in. But I don't yeah. know, who knows? And it's all like I, I, I like how lately i mean i think you and i are just really ready for some real <laughs> competition in the vr space yeah. which is why like a lot well, of these conversations com- end up going into this area too Co- competition sounds a, a bit aggressive I, I would say just like innovation right i, I think yeah we're very excited to see what these next gen vr headsets look like right now I, I feel like and, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be negative. Um, I just just realistic. I, I do feel as though a lot of the things we're seeing are really just 1.5s rather than I, two. I right? couldn't so, be like honestly, you hit it on the head because that's what like at the end you're a hundred percent right. We want innovation, mm-hmm. and so, everything we've seen. I mean, why didn't I buy a Quest Two? As cool as the, the Quest Two does a lot of things in my, like from what I hear, much better than the Quest One. Mm-hmm. But the reason I didn't buy it was just like you said. I, the same reason I don't think I'm buying any of these newly renounced HTC products is that I looked at them and there's nothing in them that is just like it, where it, I think it, the next step is coming. It just wouldn't, it, it wouldn't just like the amount of money spent wouldn't justify like the advanced experience based on the hardware that you already have. And I feel like yeah. that's the case for a lot of early adopters. And here's the thing, right? Because what, what, what would make it 2.0? Or you know what would make something the next level? I do feel a significant part of that is further adoption, right? So like I in in certain ways, like the Quest was was the new innovation, right? But since then, it's been incremental, and because the Quest was so fundamentally game changing, I think we were excited to see what would HTC do in response, yeah. what would Valve do in response, and now HP's and, got a headset. So like, uh, what, yeah. what what does PSVR uh, two look like? So so again, I'm not like I'm still very bullish on this space. I'm still very excited about it. I think the 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 realist part of me is just looking at this and saying like, this is cool. This is cool. These are the things that we wanted five yeah. years ago when we started this podcast, yeah. and they're yeah. coming to fruition. Um, but it's it's more so like <laughs> it's more so like I want I want something that I didn't even know that I wanted. Yeah, right, that too. that feeling of when you first try VR, when you're yeah. just like, I had no idea this existed, and I want it, and now it's yeah. here. Right, like yeah. that's I think so. Again, maybe we're getting our hopes up too high for for Apple and what no, they have coming down I, the pipeline. I think you're right. But, I think you I think you hit it on the head. And like, and for a lot of people out there, though, that's the thing you have to realize. Like, I mean, by all accounts, the sales numbers for the Quest Two are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like they're they sold so that's many great. more Quest Twos as opposed to Quest One. Because I think for a lot of people out there, they weren't in the same boat as us. Like the Quest 2 is when they, like, they made oh, a, a yeah. device like this exists and they tried it and now their minds are blown. And so yeah. I think I think Facebook and all these companies, like especially Facebook though right now, they're probably gearing up for, okay, like now that we're getting bigger numbers with the Quest 2, I think, I think whatever comes next from them is going to hopefully be like a, a bigger jump. Yeah. Well, I mean... Even if it isn't, we we know that they are they are the furthest along in terms of innovation. I mean, they have a lot yeah. of brain power uh, behind it, so and a lot of resources behind it. So you know, I, I regardless, I'm not trying to hate on Facebook by any means. In fact, I'm very excited for what they can bring to the space. Uh, it's just you know, competition 
competition breeds innovation. So I, I think we were we were very excited to see what HTC was coming out with. We were very excited to see, uh, you know, what Apple's coming out with. And and here, you know, it's I, I guess it's somewhat telling as we, we can bring this to a close. It's somewhat telling that in an episode where our focus was HTC, we ended up talking about Facebook and Apple way more. <laughs> so this was yeah. supposed to be an HTC centric episode. Um, but, you know, it's just uh, what what is exciting what is exciting us in a sense? And I, I, I think just being, just being honest, it's cool to see HTC coming out with version two rather than giving up on VR, right? Because in an alternate universe, that's, that's what they did. Um, but it's, it's cool to see them kind of carving out their niche, but for most of us, I would say, because I, I, I don't believe that I fall anywhere near like the enterprise side of, yeah. of VR. Uh, yep. It's just not, it's just not what, gets me excited i mean the tech behind it is cool and i hope that they can maybe build something upon that but yep. you know it's like yeah well we'll see what comes next i still got yeah. my vibe hey look i still got my vibe and i still love it so you know there's there's no, the no vibe is great no the love loss for uh yeah. for, for hcc i agree no they um, HCC did a lot for for the industry so for sure all right cool man let's go ahead and wrap this one up here and yeah, guys, let us know what you think. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up in the comments section if you are watching this on YouTube. Uh, if you like the video and you think that um, you would like more, <laughs> go ahead, hit like, subscribe. We're really trying to build out the channel and on the podcast as well. So thank you guys so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. We got a lot more VR content coming your way. Ronnie and I were actually just talking before this started about um, – well, I guess our VR strategy in terms of what we want to be playing and and we kind of got into the different headsets that we were talking about and what we wanted to play with. So lots more coming. Very excited about it. Ronnie, you got anything else? No, I'm good. Cool. Have a fantastic week, guys. We'll be back with another episode very, very soon.